Moncrief on News Talk. Marie, uh, good afternoon. Uh, last week you were telling us about the lambing, everything was going swimmingly. Uh, has that continued to be the case? Well, no, well, actually, it's two weeks, would you believe it, since oh, I was gosh. with you. Yeah. And we, we had, um, we, it was a beautiful afternoon when I was talking to you and everything was gorgeous. And the lambs had started to arrive and the weather then arrived behind them. We had horrendous, I, I don't know where else in the country it was as bad, but um, we had literally blizzards here, uh, driving rain, gale force winds, day and night up until literally Sunday. Now, the yos very sensibly stopped lambing. And it was just amazing. You go down to the shed and there wasn't a budge out of any of them. And we were able to keep the, the little lambs that had been born indoors and keep them protected then down in an old orchard where there's lots of trees and they're nicely protected. But um, it was only when the, the bad weather cleared up there a week ago that we got back down to lambing in earnest. And what we've discovered anyway is that our scanner was bang on. It's the it's wonderful known with certitude when you go to a, a yo or you go to, to help with a bird whether she's having one lamb, two lambs or three lambs. Mm. And so far, he's only been wrong twice. We had um, one uh, triplet where we thought we had twins. And for a very first time on our farm, we had four live quads. Uh, and that's what called quads. Yeah, the quads, four of them, alive and strong and healthy and everything good, you know, it was great. And uh, But that was the very first time that happened on the farm. And um, so we'd be just keeping an eye. You know, one of the things with triplets and, and quads or quads is that, um, you know, the, the, the yo has only two teats. So she really can only feed two lambs and, and look after them well. Now, you'd leave the little lamb, the, the triplet or the quad lambs with her, with their mums for, you know, a couple of days. But then what we have to do is take them away and put them into, um, you know, their own little area where we ad lib feed them with milk and meal. And they do very, very well. And there's loads of reasons why you'd have to do that with lambs. Um, they could get rejected. Like we had it early in the lambing, but we had it again yesterday where this little lamb, hardy little lamb gets born. The mother licks it, loves it. And then she gets busy having the second lamb and takes a bit longer than she thinks. And the next thing, the first little lamb has gone on down the pens and every one of the O's are licking and loving him and thinking it's their lamb. And by the time he gets back to his mother, she looks at him and she says, you're not belonging to me. I don't want anything to do with you and bunts him out of the way. Mm. So you end up putting her inside into an adoption crate and to try to get back to our lamb. But there's but there's loads of reasons why people have pet lambs. You know, you have that situation where you've tripped it. So you take one away because you better have two good lambs rather than three bad lambs. Um, you can have the rejection situation where no matter what you do, a yo won't take to one of her lambs. It could be because it's got a different shade of white or it could be a different face on it or it could be like that. They were too near other yo's and she's not sure if it's hers and if she doesn't, if she's not sure, she won't decide to hold on to it. Um, it could be because you've got one very big lamb in a set of twins and one small lamb and the big lamb basically bullies the little one. And it's all very well when they're all inside in the shed and they're lovely and comfortable and they're running up and down in the straw and everything looks hunky-dory. But when you put them out in the field, they rapidly go get into trouble, those la uh, lambs that aren't being properly looked after by their mums. So the thing is to get them in and get them into the shed and look after them as a little group. And they're as loyal to each other and as good to each other. And, um, you know, they, they stay together all the time. So we never do it until we have at least two. 
and so that there's company for each other. But anyway, all across the country, as I say, lambing continues and we just hope the weather is kind to us um, because, you know, they need to be out on grass and uh, and there's plenty of it there. But the weather, you know, while it's been good, the, re- the forecasts for the next few days aren't great. So, you know, we just hope they all manage to, to, to stay well. Yeah, indeed. And uh, uh, dairying, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, there's been a bit of an expansion in dairying. As, well, I suppose well, as that, it that was expected. Be, well, that would be an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's been a massive expansion in dairying. Look, it's, not understa- it's understandable because, um, you know, we've 30 years of pent-up frustration, pent-up demand, and all of a sudden the, the key turned in the lock and the, the locks came off the door. Um, in 2015 and so for the last six years um, you know it seemed to me anyway as if the whole country was getting into dairying and if you'd asked me how many farmers had you know were new into dairying now after since 2015 I'd have probably said maybe about 2000 uh, because it looked you know there was dairy farmers setting up absolutely in every county in the country um, but uh, I read Amy Ford's article in the Farmer's Journal and in fact there's only been just over a thousand new entries to Darien in the postcode area uh, era and so even more surprising the number of um, the number of new entrants has been matched very closely by the number of re- people retiring from dairy farming. So you, across the co-ops so you have the likes of Lakeland there the North Midlands they had 350 new entrants come in since 2015. All the Cork co-ops saw big growth numbers. Kerry added another 58 suppliers. Um, and in the west of Ireland, where, you know, the, the, it wasn't seen as being great dairy country, Arivo was the big co-op up there, and they had 100 new, 100 new suppliers. And down in the Tipperary area, Arabon, 140 new suppliers. So, you know, the numbers are up right across all the co-ops. And... According to the milk processors, these new entrants, well, one of them, they're a lot younger um, than the, the usual run of farmers because a lot of them maybe are, they were working in jobs. They weren't coming home to maybe tillage farms that weren't profitable or livestock farms that weren't profitable, but they reckon they could make a go at dairying. Um, a lot of them have third level degrees. Um, they're good on the technology, technology end of it. And even if they're... Um, working, holding on to their full-time jobs. They're able to do it because of the likes of having robots do the milking for them. So it's it's a different crew. They're also, maybe they're, they're, they, they sold out their suckler herd and they bought in brand new cows. So they're starting off with very good stock who's producing the milk solids, which is what the, the processors are looking for. So on the whole, that's a, a good story. And then of the people that are leaving Darien, um, a massive number, half of them, well, nearly uh, half of them, um, uh, 440, came from the Kerry catchment area. And um, so, you know, they, they would have had small, it, they wouldn't be maybe matching the new entrants in terms of um, total mix supply, mm. in that they would be smaller size producers. But, the, but when, when ta- talking to the processors about all this, um, the vast majority of the growth in uh, the, the, the milk supply to the country at the moment has come from the existing milk suppliers. There's 16 or 17,000 of them. Uh, they, they're accounted for about 80% of the growth in the milk supply, not the new entrants. But what the new entrants are bringing into the, the sector is a lot of youth and energy. And, you know, because they're new entrants, they're learning, but they also have an awful lot to bring to the sector. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's um, it's not a bad news story. It's a little bit of good news. Mairead, uh, lovely to speak with you as ever. Mairead Lavery, there you are listening to The Moncrief Show on Newstalk. Uh, we're going to take a break after that. Stashing everything on the moon. Moncrief on Newstalk.